Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast from the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming and today we bridge that massive distance between the wool shed and the shop by hearing from one of Japan's up-and-coming designers and retailers who I had the pleasure of hosting in my home territory recently where we visited a number of working wool sheds and uh, met some very passionate wool producers. But before that though, let's head to Hong Kong and the Australian Wool Innovation Wool Resource Centre. Now you may have heard of this, it's a place where visiting wool growing delegations, textile experts, brands, manufacturers, retailers and designers get to see the latest wool fabric innovations and discuss uh, what's happening in the industry. And Australian Wool Innovation's Stephen Fain was there shortly after the recent Nanjing Wool Conference in China. This is a, a massive wool meeting, I suppose. There were over 400 people at the Nanjing Wool Conference. Anyway, Stephen Fain met with Louis De Beer from Cape Wools in South Africa, as well as Stephen Reed from Michelle's in South Australia. And he asked Stephen Reed what he made of the latest Nanjing Wool Conference. Tremendous conference, uh, as you say, 400 delegates, and uh, this conference has really become a trade conference. So you've got a combination of new buyers and sellers into the wool market, plus the big hitters there. So it's a wonderful two and a half to three days to exchange both commercial discussions and a little bit of technical discussion with a focus on China. So a tremendous a tremendous conference, and uh, we look forward to it. It usually happens at the start of the season, so it gives us a bit of an indication of, of market trends and a feel for the market. And so what, what was the sentiment around the market there? Well, unfortunately, for the New Zealand and English representatives, the feeling for crossbred wools, which are you know, relatively cheap all around the world, is still quite negative. So there was uh, an expectation that a, a low price uh, attracts interest, uh, and that might be the case in time, but it's not going to be seen this season, was the view. At the other extreme, the superfine market really was uh, was talked about. We, we know superfine wool prices, both woolen and worsted in Australia, at uh, 98, 99 percentile on a, a 10 or even 20 year average. There was a feeling that it might be too overheated, but that didn't seem to come across. People were still talking fine, fine, fine. And then the middle microns, you know, there's a bit of a view that they might be a little bit too high relative to, to other, other wool types, but uh, certainly no talk of any major mm. correction. So on all the crossbreds, it was quite a positive sentiment. So Louis, what um, what is uh, Kate Wool's come along to the conference? What do you get out of it? And I guess, well, what did you get out of it? Um, and can you give us a little bit of a, a, a background on what's happening in, in South Africa in the, in the wool industry? Yeah, um, Steve and I have to agree with Steve. Um, it's definitely a trade event. Uh, so from a South African perspective, it's good for us to, to touch base with our primary market. You know, most of the South African wood is sold in greasy form and most of it is, of it is exported for processing in, in China. Um, so it's good for us to sit down with the trade and be able to understand you know, the issues and the, and, the, and the factors that are influencing their purchasing and their buying decisions. And for us to be able to to go back to our constituency and to explain what's happening in the market better through our experience at Nanjing Wool Market. Um, so all in all, I think it's particularly valuable for South Africa for us to attend, and it's one of a kind. I mean, let's be honest, this is where this is where the trade, the, the international trade get together and where they meet. So yeah, I, think it's, I think it's very valuable for South Africa. Yeah. And uh, the sentiment in South Africa amongst wool growers is pretty positive at the moment? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, uh, the prices have done as well. Um, it's not a flash in a pan. We are expecting volatility, but we're expecting volatility on the way up. So medium to long term, we're expecting the prices to increase. And I think that was that was re-established and re-emphasized at this meeting. So 
you know, the sentiment back home is very positive. We have our challenges, we have droughts and all the rest, so the farmers and the producers are under pressure, and they remain under pressure, they will always remain under pressure because that's the, the nature of, of their game. It's a hell of a lot simpler to be under pressure when, when the prices of wool are doing well for you than when they're against you. So sentiment's good, and um, I think production's on the, on the increase at the moment. Producer sentiment and most sentiment towards the wool industry in South Africa is good at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you've both dropped in here today um, to AWI's Resource Centre in Hong Kong. What do you think about the facilities look, here and, and what's been done? Look, the, the Wool Resource Centre is one of a kind. You know, when we when we read about the um, the start of it, uh, we immediately recognised that this is something that we would have to come and visit and 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 see. And in all honesty, it's been it's exceeded my expectations completely. I think it's a an ex- exceeding an extremely valuable resource not only for for the Walmart company but for wool in general and it's something that the South African wool industry will definitely promote. I just love what they're doing here. Certainly from my perspective it's my first visit to the centre here and uh, the the objective was to uh, discuss some some work we're doing with our customers customers uh, we're selling processed wool to them and uh, uh, Woolmark in particular is talking further down the supply chain than we get so the chance to link those things together is fantastic. Uh, secondly, to, to talk about some of the new innovations and work out what type of wool will go into them and link ourselves into the supply chain with uh, with the focus on Australian wool, Louis, not, the, not South African wool, but also uh, as a facility to use with our clients. Yeah, yeah. You know, very often you're meeting customers in hotel lobbies and all sorts of places, which works. But to get them up in a wool centre here where they can talk with like-minded people, yeah. use the facility to, to promote promote wool and innovation is fantastic and it's geared up, you know, without being over the top, it's geared up beautifully. For, uh, for commercial and trade discussions rather than a showroom as such. Exactly, and I have to agree with you there. It opens up the discussion around new innovations mm. and around the value chain within those new innovations, which I think is is, is, is not something which is really done anywhere else. Mm. For a start, the, I think the resource centre itself is very well set up, but the fact that it's, that it's um, focused or has an industry development focus and a discussion focus around around development innovation, you know, that's just superb. Yeah. That's just superb. I think it's wonderful. Well, look, thanks for your time today, guys, and uh, safe travels. Absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks. So that's Louis De Beer from Cape Wools in South Africa, as well as Stephen Reid from Michelle's in Adelaide. And a very big thank you to Stephen Fain for that interview. Uh, Stephen heads up uh, Wool Grow Services at Australian Wool Innovation. Thank you, Steve. You're with The Yarn, a podcast from Australian Wool Innovation and the Walmart Company. And uh, we have some uh, very special guests today. Uh, we are sitting under uh, some trees in a park in Western Victoria where we have been hosting uh, a very important Japanese delegation. And uh, to do all the introductions and the questioning, I'm going to hand it over to Sam Cockaday, who is the country manager for Japan for, uh, for AWI and the Walmart Company. Sam, thank you very much for organising this uh, this trip, a very important trip, and I'll let you do uh, do the introductions and the interview. Thank you, Marius. Ochai-san, um, it's been a great pleasure to spend the last three days here with you in, in Australia. I believe it's your first time in Australia. Can you just uh, give us your impressions? So the first city that he arrived was Melbourne. Uh, he uh, thought the city was... Uh, uh, bigger than he thought, and after that we w- uh, he went to Hamilton, and he his first impression of Hamilton was the uh, the he really liked the nature and uh, he thought the people uh, 
uh, really takes care of the sheep and the nature. You met some wool growers as well. Um, what did you think? Uh, obviously, they spend a lot of time and energy walking with the sheep. What do you think of that? Uh, he went to three farms and the same thing that he thought uh, between three farms that uh, he was very impressed that uh, it was a family business and they treat the sheep as they're uh, a part of the family and they treat the sheep very carefully and it was the first time to see that so he was very impressed. And as a designer, how important is it for you to understand where the fabric and, and the ingredients you are using are coming from? Uh, before coming to Australia, uh, he only uh, uh, had seen only the textiles and he had seen the yarns, but he never uh, done shearing. So from now he feels like uh, he knows the first point of the textile so now he thinks he will treat and uh, use the techniques uh, in a different way by uh, using the uh, wool fabric. You think working with the Woolmark company and AWI, um, so we met about a year ago and we worked together with the Wool Lab and introducing new fabrics but now we're here in Australia to go back to the source and you think working with us is going to change in that trip included you think that will change the way you consider wool or you use wool in the future in your collections? So he knew about the wool company uh, when he was actually from a child and he feels like uh, he knows that it's a uh, company that has a big history and a long history and now as a designer uh, uh, we are still a little company but by collaborating with a, such a historical and big company like Woolmark uh, it will, uh, he really uh, is thankful for the chance and he feels a big responsibility as a designer to make a new creation and uh, by going to uh, lots of farms and by talking with people uh, sh and sh shearing the sheep, now uh, he feels more into the fabrics. Before he only saw the textiles as textiles, but now he really understands and feel the fabric. Actually, that leads me to, to the next question I wanted to ask you. Uh, in your design process, do you start by um, choosing a fabric for the feel of it, for the appearance, for the functionalities, or do you also take other aspects, for example, like the, is it environmental friendly, is it recyclable, biodegradable, is it natural? What comes first in the, in the design? Now, uh, actually coming to Australia and going to the farms and feeling the fabrics, uh, he, he strongly feels that we, he needs to do a special uh, he needs to use a special technique to the merino wools from for the collaboration with Woolmark. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank and Sam, Sam, one uh, uh, one last thank you to you. Uh, it's it's it takes a lot of work. Um, 
across a couple of countries to do these things. Thank what, you, Marius. How did you select uh, this particular designer and this company? Why, why is it significant? Well, actually, we met Facetazem last year through a project we did uh, jointly with GQ Japan. And uh, I think we, first of all, kind of liked each other. And we, we pursued the conversation and that led to that collaboration. And one of the reasons we are really, really keen as AWI to work with Facetasm is because we feel they are the really one of the very strongest uh, representatives of the new generation of Japanese designers. Um, there's been a big gap between the older generation, Yoji Yamamoto and Issei Miyake and Comme des Garçons, and the current generation. And we think that what they do is very, very interesting. They have lots of potential internationally. They're growing very fast. Um, and it's just very, very cool, and we're proud to work with them. Fantastic. Thank you once again. It's been a pleasure to, to host you. Um, enjoy the rest of your time in Australia, and safe travels back to Japan. Arigatou gozaimasu. Japan Country Manager for Walmart, Sam Cockaday there with Facetasm. It's uh, the next big brand in Japan, and we look forward to their capsule collection that they're putting together with Walmart. It will be seen at Paris Fashion Week. Uh, it's a very long way from uh, the, the wool sheds that we visited here in Western Victoria. But I really would also like to thank Andrew Howells from Elders, who took us around, as well as Russell McGugan from Australian Wool Network. Thank you very much, guys, for taking us around there. You'll see the images from the... Uh, uh, from that visit in coming weeks, uh, some really, some really beautiful imagery and uh, that will all be used to sell wool in Japan. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Yarn. As always, please send any questions to me, Marius Cumming, at theyarn at wool.com and uh, as always, look forward to your company again soon. Mm-hmm.